0: Who can we trust? We can't trust the United States Attorney. We can't trust Border Patrol agents. We can't trust Immigrations. There's no one we can trust, except one. Who is this guy? A DEA agent in Yuma, Arizona?
1: Quote, the format is interesting. The stories are told by the different authors and they each have their own viewpoints to share. You will find yourself going through page turning mode for sure. End quote. J.J. Evil men don't understand justice. That's the focus of this podcast series. This is the final episode for this season. In this episode, Larry and Randy are going to share about the relationships they built for the three of them. It was an unusual and effective situation where the PIs and Larry were able to investigate their separate cases.
0: A lot of agents in law enforcement don't have a close relationship with private investigators. They just don't because of the things they do and how they get their information. I kept my eyes closely on the PIs at first. I learned quickly that these were good people. I learned how to trust them and they learned how to trust me. They were finding so much corruption at the border in Yuma that they didn't want to deal with anyone. They had to go through another agent out of Las Vegas. He's the one that found me that was working the mirages and he could be trusted. I need help. I need help to target these corrupted cops. I'm not getting the support from my agency or any other agency, not even from the FBI. No other agency is going to work with me because of the corruption. But then I had two PIs, Jeff Pierce and Randy Turkison. And I got a call from Jerry Pierce. He was running a private investigation out of Fresno, California. He said, I'd like to meet with you. About what? He said, we have information about the Mirage brothers. Bingo. A private investigator. Well, of course, everybody knows who the Mirage brothers are. I said, okay, why don't you come over here? He said, there's too much corruption in the law enforcement community. You need to come see me or we just meet halfway, but I want to work with you. I said, okay, tell you what, i meet you in Old Town, San Diego, California. We met and information he gave me was right on about the brothers. They had the cash because he was working for a private business owner that owned a man down in San Luis, Mexico. We started working closely. He came to Yuma. I met the private investigators. An agent and I took the two private investigators with us down in San Luis, Sonora, Mexico to show them the Meraz's homes. We call them the White House. Miniature White House. Almost immediately, Jeffrey had just started working on this new case.
2: I got brought into it and started going to Los Angeles to work on it because that's where our client was. Our client was at Torrance, California. And that's where we started doing surveillance. There was a lot of information that took us to Yuma because that corporation had what's called a maquilador down in Mexico. So Jeff basically went to Yuma and started working up his informants on that side. I, I started working up the informants more on the Los Angeles side.
1: So when you were working with Larry, My understanding is that you were able to give him information so he could go further with his investigations.
2: It's always a one-way street when the private sector works with the public sector. We would provide Larry with untold amounts of information that he couldn't or hadn't gotten. So we really flooded him on a weekly basis.
1: What was the relationship between you and Jeff and with Larry?
2: That's actually the first time anybody's asked that question. Jeff was a hard guy to know, because he was constantly trying to get information, almost to the point of unconcerning about his own safety. I had some prior law enforcement experience, and I was a little bit the opposite. So we both had different methods to go after the same results, but Jeff and I, we got along good. We had our moments, but at the end of the day, we were the best of friends, up until he passed, always Extremely close. Somewhere along the lines, I broke into that shell. The man had a big heart. He was a little rough, but he had a big heart. Jeff got information from Arizona that some of the seafood trucks that drugs were in were coming to Los Angeles to the Bluefin Company. And I had already developed and was doing surveillance on the Bluefin Company because of my local informants telling me that, you know, the Chinese are running this. uh, Lots of drugs coming out of there and they're protected. Now you combine that with watching the Chinese go see the Mexicans, and we start to realize that this is a place that we have to pay attention to. So it's at that point that we really brought a lot of this to Larry. And you know he didn't really want to hear <laughs>
0: the Chinese were involved in things. Nobody wanted to believe that they were connected. In 1991, Jeff came out with the other PIs, and every time we met, they would provide me what I need. A lot of great intelligent stuff that led me right into the heart of the Mirage Brothers organization. Jeff Pierce is no longer here with us. He died a few years ago. Actually, he died when the COVID broke out. Jeff, you are never forgotten, man. I gotta mention these two guys, they didn't want to work with anybody out there because of corruption. But they met with me and they found out that I was not corrupt. In our relationship, they told me they were afraid that I was going to get killed by corrupted cops. These PIs that I became close with, they were going to lose their life Because they weren't working for DEA. All they did, it gave me information. Once I verified that information, and if I think it was a threat, danger to their lives, I would tell them to be careful. I didn't give them advice because they were not working for me. How these brothers are involved, the Mirage brothers in San Luis, North of Mexico, why did I start focusing on that? Because the private investigators later on started telling me that you need to take a look at all this information That up in Los Angeles, California, that these defendants, the DEA arrested behind the killing of Kiki. And sure enough, all the pieces are coming together. The pieces, like a puzzle. It was going right into the Mirage organization's home. The brothers knew. They knew what happened in 1975 with Ron and Don. And they knew what was happening with Kiki Camarena. Nothing happens when there's an agent, DEA, or a federal agent, it's been kidnapped, torture, and killed. Everyone is going to know about it.
1: This is the end of this episode of Evil Men Don't Understand Justice. We hope you will join us again next week for more true stories from Larry and Rin. You may also enjoy Larry's other books, Fighting My Greatest Enemy, Myself, Home is Never the Same, and Life's a Journey Between Heaven and Hell. These books can be found at pathofthedevil.com or larryrayharden.com. Thanks for watching. If you like what you saw, click like and subscribe below. And if you're enjoying the stories in these podcasts, click the link below in the description box to get more details.